Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer by the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans who have taken on secret identities and gone underground in order to provide our unfiltered views and recommendations on a handful of stocks from each week's Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen our faces well, on that TV. Was a mouthful. You've seen us quoted in the press, but our bosses would never allow our unvarnished views on the air, uh, particularly for free. So we've disguised our voices so they'll never know. Every Friday afternoon, like we've been doing for 25 years, we kick back, relax, drink. That's key. Uh, after all, it's the weekend. We read Value Line. At, at least 50% of the team feels that way. And uh, now we're recording it, and you're in on it. And, Vern, thanks a lot for allowing this to not be our promo uh, intro. Okay, <laughs> thanks. I think you've pretty well made that. Uh, for full disclosure, visit our website, www.thevalueguys.com, where you'll learn that this is for entertainment purposes only. And we admit it may not be entertaining to you, but it is to us. Uh, and we have a lot of conflicts of interest. We may own these stocks. We may lots be short the lots. stocks. We may not know anything about what we're talking about. And, frankly, that's our goal Just oftentimes. But, uh, so we, take it as entertainment. We do actually try to pick stocks that go up, and these are usually stocks we tend to own or about to own. Uh, I'm going to be on at the back half of the show to talk Can't about wait. Uh, a lot of people are skipping ahead right <laughs> now, Vern, let's face it. <laughs> You know, uh, mm-hmm. what am I going to be talking about? Masco, which oh. was an audible at the last moment, by the way. Wow. I was going to do uh, Ball Corp, but I changed to Masco. And then Ethan Allen and something called Pactiv, which uh, has an old history and I like. Anyway, before we get to that, yes. let me introduce the new year. It's 2008. I bet you thought I was going to introduce you. Happy New no. Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for listening. loyal listeners, and uh, those of you who are... Listening in for the first time. For the very first time. But with uh, a modicum of a do, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Vern Value. Vern, a modicum take it. It was a, a modicum. Do. We're way behind schedule. Thank and I'm, you, Val. I'm late. Thank you. I'm uh, missing things right I, now. I, before I begin, I, I need to make a note of an important format change in the Vern Value portion of each week's show. Okay. I'm now going I'm editing to be, this out completely. <laughs> I'm now going to be trying to do my stocks in order that they appear in each week's value line. You've got to be kidding me! Why are you doing that? For it'll me? make it easier for our. Uh, I've been saying that for listeners no to uh, search through each individual. It'll show make it easier for me to put together these XML files. Stock. Frankly, yeah. Okay. okay. So thank you. Th- that means I start thank off. Thank Everybody get that? So first, and I might even talk about the page numbers some now. That's my thing. Don't start doing that. From page number 880, coming direct to you from the value guys, Tractor Supply. Just the name gives you goosebumps, doesn't it? Yeah. TSCO is the symbol. Value line doesn't like it because it's down 30% in the last, I don't know, looks like about eight months or so. Well... Are you shocked um, that it's down? It's like 40% off its all-time high. Am I shocked that it's down? No. They, uh, for those of you who don't know Tractor Supply, it's a specialty retailer. And according to Value Line, I love this description. I, the, I'm sure it came from a K or something. Supplying the lifestyle needs of recreational farmers and ranchers. Uh-huh. The lifestyle needs. Of course. <laughs> Things they need for their lives. Also of serves course. tradesmen and small businesses. This is key. Company provides livestock and pet products. That's a third of sales. Seasonal products, a quarter of sales. Hardware and tools, sixteen percent. 
what they call truck trailer tow lube 12, clothing and footwear 9, and agricultural products 7. I'd tell you that the agricultural products in particular, probably also this truck trailer section, um, benefit from a growing ag economy. Mm -hmm. They operate uh, a little under 740 stores in 40 states, outlying major metropolitan markets, and generally in rural communities. And according to Value Line, they have plans to double the store base in six to seven years. And that's, that's been their plan for four years. Well. Have they been doing that? This uh, was a hot stock five years ago, and now it's done nothing. Let's see. The store base doubled between 2001 and 2006. Okay. So, so that's years. 15% a year. They're that's talking six to seven, 12 I think to the problem is the name with this one, and then you get, frankly. According to Value Line, Look for three to four percent comp. I'm struck by the stock being down thirty percent because they probably disappointed in some recent quarter. Let's see, sales. Well, they're probably not putting up the comps. Uh, and earnings were flat. In people the are September figuring out quarter. they're not going to be able to double the store base. That's what I think is going no, on. No, I don't think so. I think they're figuring uh, out that the stock had gotten ahead of itself because of because uh, of what overvaluation. That gonna, oh, that it was going to benefit directly. From higher grain prices, and it's not—it's not that simple. But uh, nevertheless, they do get a boost from businesses in farm communities, and those businesses are doing well right now and have very good prospects for the next couple of yeah, years. But the key I think. to this thing is new stores, right? Right. Okay. So, how many locations are there I that want know. to have a store with the word tractor See, in? Earlier in? That's what this I'm getting week's at. Episode where you so aptly pointed out that we may know nothing about what we're talking about. Well, I don't know anything. I don't okay. know anything about why someone would go in a store with the word tractor in it. That's what I'm questioning. Oh, because they're a... They're, they're uh, in 700 locations. It's a poor man's Walmart in a market that's too small for a Walmart. They bring sophisticated na- national retailing skills to markets where really the only competition are mom and pop. Yeah, but there's no market too small for a Walmart. Because Walmart measures markets by driving distance, and you can be 20 minutes away and 20 miles away. I I don't know about this one. Well, who cares? What's your story? We know you don't know. What's your story on this one? I just told you. You Improving economic conditions in rural America. But what's the valuation? The valuation is uh, I've got a 12% discount to the market at 15 times. The stock's 38 According to Value Line, they're going to do 385 in gross cash flow in 07. So it's 10 times apparently the known trailing number. Uh, Too expensive. It's nine times the number for next year. Operating margins have been steadily rising. They were uh, around 6% and lower in the late 90s, now running around 8. 8. Tax rates also been managed down somewhat. Return on capital used to be 10 to 13%. Now 15 to 17%. Well, that's a good number. So terrific business. Officers and directors own almost 16% of the company, and Capri owns 9%. Value Line's talking about double-digit growth out to the you know unforeseeable future, but with 12 to 13 on stores and 3 to 4, I've got room for a little margin compression and still be able to do okay. My valuation with an equity market cap of a billion and a half and virtually no debt nice safe name in a tough economy with credit markets and a little bit of uh, upheaval is about seven times EBITDA of $240 million. So a uh, quality name that this is a very hot stock in the early part of the this decade. 
Um, very you know, high. As they were doubling the store base one time right. previously. And the stock's gone sideways for three years. And I think it's a case I, of the, I don't uh, know. the company growing into the stock I price. I think Dollar General and guys like that so are going to be able to copy point. their best stuff. Great entry point. Uh, Tractor supply. Oh, that's right. Retailing's completely saturated. No one will ever come up with anything that well, can grow Well, there's people with again. better economics than them who can copy the stuff that's selling. They have better economics than dollar, them. The dollar stores have, better, they have econ- better economics More stores. Than More stores. More, More stores. stores. I don't, think, I don't yeah. think when you go to your supplier and, and try to exert leverage that the number of stores you have is as important as how much business you do with them. Uh, well, dollar it General gives you advantages in, in revenue? real estate and cost of goods. Logistics, so, particularly. Dollar General doing three billion in revenue. Oh, they're doing quite a bit more than that. They're doing probably uh, twenty billion. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so look up Dollar General company. in some other issue. Um, you know, when, what are you doing? Huh? I'm just. I'm. A, I don't. That's not my favorite okay. name. Anyway, that's not my favorite. All right. So yeah, moving along. Just creating controversy. Numerical page order. I told you I didn't like I'm it earlier to Jordan, at the bar. Number nine thirty-seven. Okay. Yeah, but I expect you to just keep your mouth shut once the show starts. <laughs> You've got to be joking me. <laughs> Where's the loyalty? Yeah, right. I'm to the listener. To the listener. You're going to get my unfiltered, honest opinion. We, we, we even if we don't all know kinds anything. Of caveats. We don't right. have to protect anyone. I'm protecting. I, I'm, I'm protecting you, can't you protect Vern. You don't know anything about most of what you're talking about. I, that's right. That's what protects right, anyway. me is not knowing anything. Jarden Corp. J A H. Um, it might be a stock a lot of people are looking at. I found myself looking at it because the stock earlier this year, 45, recently under 25. Uh, according to Value Line, about a 10% discount to the market. This is on page 937, by the way. Oh, man. Follow, coming after tractor supply on 881. Uh, Welcome aboard, At, at $24, about 10 times again, gross cash flow in 07, um, closer to nine times the number Value Line has for 08. Um, my, uh, I'm at about a 50% discount to it's sales. It's a great story, though. The guy. I, you know, it, I, I didn't know this company existed. I've met the guy several times. Niche who runs consumer this. products used in and around the home. Tell me if you've heard of these great names. Great voice. Ball. Those are the jars that you use to, like, right. jelly he jars, bought them right? from Ball Corp, uh, which I almost talked about. B. And bicycle, for that matter. Yeah, B, the, the playing, playing cards. cards. Yeah. Coleman. Yeah. Obvious. He owns a match. First alert. Match. First, First alert. alert. He bought that from Diamond. Uh, Irving Diamond. Harris. Matches to your. Uh, yes, right. matches. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have here? Bionair. It's he, air purification. He owns a bunch of appliance stuff. Crockpot. Uh, Mr. Coffee. Oster. If you wonder what Newell did with Healthometer, guess where it ended up? It's a cornucopia of <laughs> stuff. Sunbeam. I mean, they have. They have food saver. They, they should open retail stores and call them Woolworths they or have, something. You know what? They they have all the brands that when someone says, "Hey, you know that brand of, you know, insert product category yeah, here," right. and no one can think of the brand name, that's what these brands. Well, are. you know what he has done though, and just in talking to him, like Coleman. Well, I don't know what has he done. Coleman. Let's he's see. taken brands. There was that a business back in the late nineties. Were a little rough, and he's cleaned them up and revenue got and, some uh, profits out of fifteen percent. Return on capital now has a three percent return on capital. Well, I think his return on capital reflects that he's probably overpaid for some things. But well, what are his margins looking the, like? The uh, the business had uh, eight hundred million in revenue in '04 and three point two billion in '05. What's the margin? Um, I may ask. operating margins uh, were mid teens yeah. in the late '90s. Uh oh. 
were eight and a half in 05, 10 and a half in 06, under 9% in 07 okay. forecast. So he's having pricing issues with the big retailers. His return on capital is single digit because he's overpaid, overpaid to buy a bunch of this mm-hmm. stuff. That's probably People true. People making brands that no one could remember well, the name of. Well, the synergies that you might hope for when you do a deal like that so don't like always really come commodity true. Products where they're not commodities, where, though. They're oh, not really. Well, because of the brand, they're show not. Show me where consumers have shown. They'll choose those brands over a house brand. Yeah, but they won't pay much of a price premium. Well, that's them. true, unfortunately. Okay, so um, I look at the valuation. It's sixty-two percent debt to capital. So there's some leverage because of the acquisitions. Market cap one point nine billion, two point nine billion in debt, maybe uh, two point eight net of uh, hundred million excess cash. Call it 4.8, 4.7 billion enterprise value, 8% on 4.5 billion in revenue. This is assuming the recession doesn't whack their sales worse. 360 million, about 13 times enterprise value to EBITDA. Recently bought K2 and Pure Fishing, according to Value K2, Line, the off ski, to rough start. The yeah. ski guy. Ski, hmm. A ski brand, a sport that is, I mean, is there anyone out there that doesn't know that that's shrinking? Value Line says in the last brand. paragraph here that they have a solid history of organic top line growth. How in the world would you know? I mean, the the size it's of the revenue basis yeah. increased tenfold in a four year period. It's hard to time. break out brand by brand, and they won't always tell you that. Now, there's one thing that interests me here, and that is that there were five buyers of the stock in August of this year. The stock in August had sold off significantly to around $30 from having been consistently above 40 You know what they can do is they can take these brands, they can focus their effort on cleaning one or two of them up and then selling them at a premium and bring value that way, pay down debt, buy stock. Yeah. That's what you'd hope for. It They're buying be. brands cheap and they sell them. It could be a trading company, not an operating company. Well, it company. might be that if you could get uh, a little bit of margin expansion going for you that you could... Uh, Convince investors that there was a resurgence. But there's just they're not going to get price. Maybe inflation helps them raise prices. So I wanted in to here. like this. Uh, these are near staple products, but uh, thinking that it might be defensive and current. I, this is way too expensive. So sorry, mm. I got to take a pass on JAH. But I do well, like. Thanks for uh, talking about it. Though. Well, I, I just thought an interesting name that people might not have ever heard of. They own. I mean, a this lot is, of uh, cool These stuff. are iconic. Drug well, store alert brands. saves it's like lives. Drugstore hard goods is what it is. Yeah, it's cool um, stuff. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but readily orderable from Amazon and the like. Yeah, Walmart.com. Okay. That's so the problem. It, it will be more conventional now. Moving on to page number nine hundred seventy-one. Thanks, Vern. I'd like to talk about Headwaters Inc. I love the name. Symbol We're looking at this in the shop. This is a four-rated stock according to Value Line. They say originally founded in 1987, um, no material business activities at that time, reincorporated itself in 95 to shift away from the agricultural business. In 95, I don't know what sales were. Sales didn't get above $10 million until 2000. Recently, uh, last year, a billion two. Okay? They were in that experimental energy Very short business. history here, uh, over $50 million in revenue. Um, only since um, 2002, but uh, has grown significantly. You were telling me, I didn't know this company uh, before. They have a big business that apparently benefits from the SinFuel tax credit structure that's been around forever. Yeah. That trying is to invent some new energy. to expire yeah. finally. Yeah. Because it's really been a boondoggle. Uh, yeah. 
consumers have paid way too much. To, Absolutely. Uh, taxpayers. But have paid that way boondoggle's too much about to happen again. Hello, ethanol, well, and then the we'll next see, project. But it apparently accounted for virtually all of their earnings in 07. They had earnings of 253. Right. According to Value Line, 223 in the synthetic fuel division. Most of which is apparently accounted for by the business dependent on the subsidy. Uh-oh. Yeah, they had to scramble to buy some real they, companies. They, they do apparently, though, have a coal cleaning business that's going to generate $50 million in high-margin revenue this year, and that there's apparently a possibility of some kind of clean coal tax credit being passed that would de- boost demand for that technology. And, yes. Lord, I mean, I think everybody understands that we're not going to be able to do away with coal-fired power unless we all want to live in caves. For, it's the uh, cheapest the energy we have. I mean, so we've got to have to it. find a way to make it palatable, to make it Cleaner. something that we can burn uh, if at a higher cost. And uh, if you've got a technology that might arrest some of that you know, incremental cost, or offset it. That's or, what they're hoping for. You know, I, very interesting. In the meantime, they apparently are in the architectural stone and building products accessories business, and that must account for most of revenue. And they did right. a bunch of acquisitions in 2004 when their sales went from under $400 million to over a billion. Right. They bought they, all these little companies. And you were telling me because they generate fly ash because of their other processes yes. that is a substitute for... Portland cement, okay. So Which here's, is distributed a, by a, the architectural a, products. A byproduct yeah. that has no value and turn it into revenue, but I needed a distribution channel and, right. a, and an architecture. So you had to buy a bunch of stuff around that to justify the what distribution. A crazy business. And they're just scrambling while they hope this, you know, but their technology operating evolves. margins have been consistently in the low 20s, value lines, expecting them to sustain 18%. Even with an 85% reduction in the per share contribution from this one business from 223 to 30 cents. Yeah. What I what I got interested in as I looked at this because the stock was once 45, recently 12. The PE value line shows is eight. I would say it's you know it's either ten times a buck and a quarter or it's six times two dollars, and I, I have no idea which it is. But I notice in their capital structure that they have a 3%, actually 2.9% uh, convert. And after, uh, and so that means that there's a possibility that looking at sort of the conventional just adding total debt to uh, equity market cap on existing outstanding shares might be giving me a distorted view of how the market looks at the valuation, uh, which, by the way, looks very cheap. I, I get an enterprise value of 525 We've got 542 debt according to value line, so call it 525 twice, uh, about six times on an enterprise value basis. So it looks fairly cheap that way. But I I know that they've got debt here, low-cost debt, that's convertible into equity. And so instead of subtracting, you know, taking the 525 equity market cap as it's calculated conventionally, I decided to take a look at it on an if-converted basis. Excellent idea. And on that basis, without going through all the painful math with you, uh, instead of a $12.24 stock, I, I haven't done the math exactly. I'll let you get your calculators out. But it's somewhere between 13 and $14. So I think there's over a dollar or something like maybe 10% just laying there waiting to be picked up by someone who gets over their fright about the construction business and where earnings are going to go and the expiration of the tax credit, etc., when there's some very interesting clean coal technology here. 
So, uh, I, you know, this is a name. We, we talk about this sometimes that you probably need to do a little homework here beyond uh, – because well, I've certainly never heard interesting. of the company before looking at it today. But uh, HW, Headwaters – but uh, certainly looks like the bad news could be in the stock at 12. Yeah, uh, but their earnings are going to go to zero. That's the problem. Mm, well, Aren't but they? apparently not. They're oh. in the architectural state. They, they have a building product. Yeah, business. but what about the interest expense on the debt they took on to buy those companies? But the, the, you're talking about, um, um, I calculated your, uh, your debt to EBITDA, or what mo- most uh, people look at in terms of true financial leverage, is what bankers look at. Uh, most fixed income investors, you're at about three times on a book basis, but if you uh, if you convert that debt, it's really only two times. This is three percent coupon debt, right? The remaining debt, about three hundred and seventy million, even if it's ten percent debt, thirty seven million. I have got um, twenty about two hundred million of EBITDA, so I have all I have all kinds of uh, interest coverage here. Um, so, I see. Well. HW, check it out. I kind of, I probably went long here. I don't know. Which case I, oh, I did. A couple what time minutes. is it? About twenty first minute. So wow, well, I, it gives I you a nice long stretch. Everyone anyway, skipped ahead. I mean, that's so a long uh, with time. Uh, with uh, only a uh, slightly less uh, modicum of a do. I'll oh, turn thank it over you, to Burn. my partner. Oh, get on with it. Values. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, oh, yeah. Beverage Let's break. have a beverage uh, break. Wow. Happy New Year, Vern, by the way. We had a good 07. And, uh, you know, I want to just say, last week we celebrated the 100th show. And for those of you that were in on that, I just want to thank you for being involved. It, it actually turned out that was the 101st show, just so uh, Are you kidding? clear that up. So the 100th show actually went uncelebrated. Yeah, no, I, I think we talked about it. Was the we 99th got, yeah show, we celebrated actually. as the 99th show. Had a really good okay. Case, well, good counting is not one of, in my skill set. So, all right, let me get to work because I know why you're tuned in. You want to hear the ideas, the meat. Where's the meat? Okay, let me tell you where it is. I think Masco, page eight fifty four. Now I did an audible housing because I had listen. I had a couple stocks picked out. Uh, Ethan Allen and Pactiv already because they're great and I'm going to get to them. But then I, I looked through every stock this week. This Ball Corp on page 915 caught my eye. It's cheap. They're buying stock. They've got good returns. Uh, the stock's down a little bit. You know what I decided? It's not down enough. It's cyclical. I got a little enamored and carried away. And then guess what? Masco, MAS, page 854. We've talked about this before and why? It's a great company. Unfortunately, over the period we've been talking about it, it's down, okay? So we're back at it. I don't own this, but I'm going to buy it because it's now at a great price. It's uh, What's book value? Well, I don't care what book value is. Let me tell you. It's nine times cash flow. It's CapEx is just minimal. It's 11 times free cash flow. It's 12 times earnings. This is a company that's putting up, you know, traditionally about 10% returns on capital. They lever it a little bit. And they get to, you know, in good years, 15, 16 highs of 20% returns on equity. But even next year, a housing problem year, they're at 16%. What's the theme? These guys make the best, you know, uh, cabinets and faucets or high-end stuff. And even in a housing market that's down, you lose that new housing business. That's low-margin business. People who aren't moving who aren't going overseas because of the dollar or whatever. They've got some money. They're not spending on stuff they were going to spend it on. They're going to remodel. And when they remodel, they're going to upgrade. Unless they're part of the 
you know, increased number of unemployed. Well, the unemployment rate's 5%, so they're not customers now. They're not going to be customers. It, you know, I'm not okay. – the, the employment's never been higher in America, and uh, don't get me started on that. Okay. Uh, we are probably in a recession. I don't want to alarm everyone, but we probably are. It's, the story's going to be told probably a year from now. The National Bureau of Economic Research, who de- decrees when the recessions are, allow, they're the ones that draw in the gray lines on the charts. They're the ones that have the license to do that. They figured this out years afterward. So – I'm going to think we're at a 50-50 chance we're in one right now, and all the numbers we're seeing come out are going to continue to be revised downward over the next couple of quarters. In which case, ladies and gentlemen, recessions only last two quarters, three at the most, and we're certainly not in a bad one if we are in one, which means you can buy these cyclical plays. We're halfway through the recession, even though it hasn't been announced. And I think the stock market's telling you that. Stock. Well, look, the stock was at a high of 30 Eight no five thirty four last year. I'm looking at the it, in value line. It says twenty two. The stock actually closed today at nineteen seventy seven. It's Friday afternoon, and what I like about this company is they're gaining share in products that baby boomers, as they age, are going to be spending a lot of money on, and they're you know in a period of weak demand. They've got a four point two percent yield. They have a history of never lowering the dividend, raising it every year. So it's an interesting yield story. I'm not usually a yield guy. But you can wait at a four percent yield. Does the Mnuchin family still own a big piece of it? The who? You know, the family that owns the the Manugan family. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they do. How Absolutely. Do they I don't know, Vern. That's the your guy's still security. The, he's still the CEO. You mean you don't know? I it don't know. Say. It doesn't say. Oh. Come on, my friend. Look, UBS owns fourteen percent. Mass Financial. I'm not seeing any brilliant value guys here, unfortunately, that own this. Dodge and Cox, a decent firm. Mm-hmm. But in any case. I'm attracted to the yield, the brands. It's cheaper than it almost ever gets. Uh, the returns are, you know, stable, and uh, you know they're in a tough time. Value Line basically spends eight paragraphs telling you how they're in a tough time. Okay, we know that. So um, do some more work. Gonna but, get tougher. Uh, what's that? I said gonna get tougher. You know, someone wrote in and, and said, you're passive-aggressive. I'm starting to think they are. I'm trying to tell a passive story aggressive. here. Yeah, you sneak your little comments in. I'm trying to tell the people something here. Now I forget what it was. It's just it's a tough year. Mass goes down. It's a hell of a bargain at 11 times free cash flow, MAS, page 54. Okay. Now here's one I love, and I've loved it a long time over the period of this chart going down for six freaking years. But I'm going to step up and recommend it again today. Ethan Allen... E-T-H. Vern, what is up with you? word again that would have been a powerful ah, statement. Well, listen, I don't own it yet. Maybe that tells you something. I did own it, and I sold it. The stock's done nothing for eight years. But over that period, they've been growing sales. They've been improving their locations. They did a full remodel on their whole system, upgrading it to a more contemporary look. Uh, and this is a company, Ethan Allen, if you don't know them, I'm sure you do, they have uh, a lot of stores. Let's see. How many? Uh, 158 galleries, uh, nine manufacturing facilities, and then they have 155 additional stores run by franchisees. So the system's got about 300 stores. They traditionally did their own manufacturing, their own distribution, and that allowed them to offer you know, furniture in the home custom furniture in the home quicker than your traditional, uh, you know, South Carolina place that says, yeah, we'll, we'll have that to you in 09, you know, 
and then and then it, it takes longer. I think it's so, actually North Carolina, wherever the hell it is. You know, good for you, Vern. We apologize to all um, those fine Carolinians that like to listen yeah, to the show. Whatever. So, um, Ethan Allen, they were integrated, and that helped them. And they were a little late moving manufacturing to China. They've done that now. Their costs are in good shape. They do mid-teens operating margins, which is great. Uh, part of that's due to the franchises. Part of it's due to owning their own stores in many cases and not paying rent. Uh, they put up a you know 20% return on equity. They earn a mid-teens return on capital going back for 20 years. This is an extremely well-run company. And even over the period that the stock's been flat, sales per share have gone from 23 bucks in 01 to 35 bucks in 08. That's a 50%, 60% increase. The stock's flat. 3% yield. It's well covered. Uh, the gross cash flow valuation is seven times. If I subtract CapEx, which is high right now, I happen to know they're building a couple of factories, because I read this. That's the only reason I know. And so on free cash flow, it's 16 times. They're buying stock back every year. And I've met the guy that runs this company. He's hard to understand. He should work on his uh, English a little bit. But he's a brilliant businessman. And also at conferences, he takes on a little attitude, which I think rubs people a little wrong. I try to see through that. I think he's lovable underneath there. But when you meet him, he's a little rough. And he should try to get a little lovable. But uh, that's why, in part, why he doesn't get a multiple. But I think he's running a hell of a business, and I'm going to recommend it here. Page 887, Ethan Allen, ETH. And that finally brings me to what? how much time? The last 15 seconds of the show. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be running a little over, ladies and gentlemen, today. Pactive, p- ticker PTV, and that's a lot of alliteration. Page 924. What do they do? Well, I didn't know. I hadn't heard of this company, but you know what? I should have. You know why? This is the old packaging corporation of America. Who hasn't heard of that? Maybe no one, but I had. It was a foundation company of okay. Tenneco. Okay. So, you know, maybe they sponsored some, you know, public television show I used to watch as a kid while I was overdosing on, you know, Jello or something like that. But for some reason, that brand sticks in my head. They got some great brands now. Baggies. Hefty, One Zip, Cordite, and Easy Foil. So these are household appliance type, not appliances, but what am I trying to say? Household products that you use every day. You use up. You buy more. That's the beautiful thing here. You need more. They're putting up great returns on capital over many you years. You can differentiate the product. Well, I certainly can. You mean me or other people? No, they can. They can. Yeah. If oh you, yeah. You've heard of it, obviously. Well, but I mean, a par- garbage bag that doesn't fall apart. Yeah, you know, we all use them. Hefty has the little handles or the double-strength thing or whatever. Baggies, you know, they they close up. Who knows? But Easy Foil, I'm not sure they're the winning brand in that particular category. But uh, they look like they're putting up decent margins, 18, 19, 20% operating margins. Now, I don't know this company well, but that tells me they're earning proprietary margins, and there's something about either the brand or the distribution, you know, I don't know. But that's more than you'd think they'd earn, and that's been sustainable. Didn't I just say something about differentiate product differentiation? I don't know. I don't listen to your part of the show that often. Anyway, I'm no. sorry. That's not... I do actually, during, Vern. During, I'm just sorry. a moment ago, during your part, I mean. What? What did you say? I was just saying that they, they're in product categories where you can differentiate the product. Oh, then you I thought you meant on say, For some reason, unknown yes. to us, they have high margins. No, it's because people are willing to pay a little more. But on Jardin, they don't seem to be. So these are areas where it's a functionality and it's something you buy every day. Jardin sells stuff that you buy once. 
And so maybe that's mm-hmm. the difference. This stuff, you actually notice the quality over time, and you're willing to pay up a little bit for something that doesn't break. They use their cash flow wisely. They buy stock back every year. They were at uh, 160 million shares in 01. They're at 130 today. These great margins are impressive What's as What's the valuation hell. on cash flow? And it's eight times gross, 11 times free. Mm-hmm. They're buying stock. Mid-20s, returns on equity. Uh, Lord Abbott owns 5%. They're pretty smart. Officers and directors own 3%. I'm going to take a look at this. You know, Value Line says it's untimely because all their raw materials are going up in price and we have inflation. You know what? That's freaking great for a household product company because they raise price. If everyone's seeing inflation in the newspaper, these guys can get a little price. You're not going to try to save 10 cents and have jello on your floor or whatever, or chicken in your oh, refrigerator. Please. Yeah, you're going to pay up for this stuff. And in a period where there's inflation, uh, you can kind of get in under the radar a little bit. So I like this one a lot. I think I'm going to make this my top pick. For some reason, it's down. And I think that's due to short-term problems with raw materials that are going to un- unwind next year. Page 924, Pactiv, PTV. And despite having only a limited amount of time this week, I think I pretty well covered those three stocks. I think you took more time Thank than you. I did. No, I don't think so, sir. Oh, I don't think so, well, sir. Well, we'll let other people determine that. Well, I will be determining it later. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, give yourself a gold star then. Uh, I, I'm going to identify Headwaters. Symbol HW is my favorite idea and, you know, fairly clearly the best idea than this week's show. Headwater? you got to yeah. be kidding me. Their earnings are going to fall off a cliff. You have no idea what that other business even earns. I, I know right now that the stock ought to be Oh God! in the 14 range. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, Pactive, PTV, that's my best name, and it's the best name of the show this Goodbye week. Goodbye already. So that's it. We'll Thanks for listening, everybody. Folks.